Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everyone. And this is, Andy, you and I um, weren't together, I just realized, for our 600th episode, because this is 601. Oh, so sad. So sad. Yeah. With the 600th episode with Sarah and I? Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Usually, I feel like in the past, we've like done something for our 100th episodes, but you know what? Once you pass 500, you just... <laughs> You just go with it. No, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had something happen and we didn't. We couldn't plan it anyway. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we're going to talk about today, right? Yes. So I'm just sharing this in our private Facebook group. By the way, if you guys aren't in our private Facebook group, Inner Bloomers, um, please get in there. Just a place where we share all of our things and where we can all talk about being woo-woo in this 3D reality. Um Safe space so, for women people. Yeah. So what Ambie's alluding to is, and some of you, if you follow me on Instagram, have probably already seen, but um, yeah, I had to put my dog, my soulmate, Holly, um, down after 17 years. Um, and honestly, I'm just going to preface this with like, I don't know if I'm going to cry during this or literally just be like stone cold. I have no idea because I'm learning like that's a thing about grief is like you just like never know what's coming. Um, Because right now I would say I'm probably going to be stone cold. But like anyway. um, So yeah, my my dog, um, my dog Holly is 17 and, you know, she's lived – a really amazing 17 years and um even you know she's been winding down a little bit slowing down a little bit as you would um but you know even just like a month and a a month ago she was still jumping up on the couch on her own and like she would just have weird bouts of like she kind of would be resistant to eating but then she would eat again like she was getting very picky about her food. She was losing weight and she was getting a little shaky, but I kind of thought it was due to arthritis. And anyway, um, 
I had to go to Florida for my family reunion and I was so excited because I was bringing Ever down for the first time and like this is his opportunity to meet my whole family. It's a big family on that side and we all go down to St. Augustine for a week and uh, just go to the beach every day together. And so I was going down with Ever with my parents and then my husband was going to come meet us down there halfway through the week and um Basically, when I when I left, my dog like hadn't eaten in like two days. And that was unlike her because even if she would go through these little bouts of not eating, she would eat like a little something or she would start to come around on the second day, you know. Um, but she just didn't and she wasn't. And I just could feel it was like she really wasn't eating. And so I told my husband, I was like, you need to get her to eat before you come down. Like, obviously, like you need to get her to eat like the day I leave, you know. And he's like, yeah, I will, because he always figures out a way to get her interested. But she just wasn't. And so he ended up taking her to the emergency vet. And, you know, they gave her some fluids, gave her some medicine, made her comfortable. But basically, we're like, like, you know what's happening. That's what's happening. You know, like, basically, yes, this is close to the end. And uh, we can make her comfortable. Because at this point, I'm down in Florida. I've been there, what, like, not even a day And I am just kind of hysterical because I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I'm really concerned about, like, not making it home in time for her. In a way, like, I'm trying to, like, preserve the vacation because I really, my husband hadn't been to this either. And it was going to be his first time. And, like, I was really excited about that. My son had barely been to the beach, you know, and I just there was just so many emotions going on at at once. But anyway, long story short, I ended up realizing I just didn't feel comfortable staying there. I just wanted to be at home with her. My mom was like helping me kind of feel comfortable with that decision. And I flew back uh, to Philly by myself with my son. That was a first and um, and got home and. Basically, when I got home, I like made arrangements, you know, for her at the vet for the end of the week when I knew my husband could take the day off. And so that meant I had like the whole week with her, you know, and it was just one of those things where like I've just never been through this before. Like I've I've lost grandparents and I love them so dearly. And I miss them. Anyone who does intuitive work with us in our Super Bloom community, you know, like I love my grandparents and and I love hearing from them. But they weren't a part of my every single day life. You know what I mean? And they weren't like my baby. Like my dog is my baby, my first baby. Like I got her when I was a junior in college. She's everything to me. And um, I just, I knew this day would come and I've, mourned her death more times than makes sense <laughs> in the 17 years I have mourned her death so many times I've sobbed and sobbed over her dying many years in the past um so I really didn't even think she was ever going to make it to this point where she was going to spend a year with my son you know um which I think is such a gift but basically when I was home with her I just the first night I was home I cried so much the first night I could not sleep every time I would try almost get to sleep I would just start sobbing again and it was almost like after that something in me just was like no you can't do this anymore like you're not gonna spend your last days with her like this like it's you're not it's it will be unbearable so it was almost like this other part of me like shifted on and like took charge and was like 
almost like I think I learned what compartmentalization really is and like what living in the moment really is because I've never been able to do that before, especially when I'm upset. I, I, I have never been able to just like be like, okay, it doesn't matter what's happening in the future. I'm just focusing on right now. And I actually like was able to be happy in a weird way. It's, it's like weird, but I was able to put that in a box somewhere in my mind and just be happy and just cuddle her and like spend time with her and do things I needed to do and just know that like that's what I should be doing, you know? And so then on Friday, my husband had off and, you know, we had like the appointment was like at noon and we just basically spent – that's when I really started letting it out and re- like letting it sink in that this is real and um, just laid in bed with her and told her all the things that we love about her and all the ways she's changed us and all the things we'll miss about her. And then, uh, yeah, my husband and I went to the vet and I don't even know like what to say about it. Like it's so strange. Like I was holding her, you know, and we both commented that we felt like we felt like she felt ready, you know, like Mm. it almost was like each day that got closer, it felt like she was more and more and more ready. And right towards the end, it just really felt that way. Um, But I don't know what I expected to feel, but I think I thought it would be more, I don't want to use the word impactful, but like apparent that like she was gone, like she was gone. And Instead, I just felt I was holding her and I was so upset and I'm crying and I'm, I'm in pain, obviously, but like it almost didn't register that it was real. It felt fake. You know what I mean? It felt like she's just sleeping. Like she's, she looked like she was sleeping. She just feels like they just put her to sleep just like they've done in the past when, you know, she's gone to get surgery or something. And she's going to be back in a few days or I'm going to pick her up later today or whatever. And I just think that um, that uh, the appointment went as well as it could go. But I think the next day I just spent like trying to get it through my head that this actually happened, you know? And like I said, I've never grieved anyone before. I've never really gone through a personal loss like this. So I I don't, didn't know what to expect. And I do know that like, the thing that has resounded in my head is the thing that everyone has always said about grief is like, it just comes in these weird waves, you know, like, and then like one minute you're not okay at all. And then the next minute you're like totally fine. And it feels very weird. Like it, it doesn't really make logical sense. Um, so anyway, it's been like a tough, a really tough three days. We're recording this on Monday. It happened on Friday and it's been really, really challenging in so many ways because you know my husband and I will just like everywhere we look around this apartment it reminds us of her everything reminds us of her and every second of the day every two minutes one of us will turn to each other and be like I miss Holly and then we'll start crying you know but but I I feel like today is in a way the day that has let me know like you're gonna be okay you know to like to myself you're gonna be okay I'm processing it more, but at the same time, it's also the understanding of like, and at the same time, you'll never get over it. You'll never not miss her. You'll never, things will never be as they were, you know? Right. Um, 
but I just want to say something that made this process so much more bearable than I ever, 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 ever thought it could be was just the insane amount of support from so many people in this listening community. Like, Ambie, of course, you were there for me, just helping me with like very simple things, like assuring me that I would see her again when I got home or like helping me kind of figure out what to do with like cremation and just just like things I need to make decisions on and comfort you were there for me and it was just so helpful. But also like our Super Bloom community, our intuitive development community, our we have this private Facebook group and, you know, um, everyone has permission in there to post and ask questions, um, give people intuitive exercises or mediumship exercises. And so when this all started and I was just inconsolable, I, I posted a picture of Holly in there and I said, I don't even know what to do with myself right now. Like if anyone has anything to give me, I don't care what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll take it. And um, everyone in there just came through with the most beautiful, loving messages from Holly, about Holly, just like where she was with things. And I just remember having this feeling of like so much gratitude that I had not only that community, because I felt so much support, but also like just for the gift of intuition and also the gift that someone who has developed their intuition can give someone else who is really going through a hard time, like really, really struggling with like, how do I process this? I don't know how to process this with something like grief or loss. And, um, it just made me feel so at peace to know that Holly was um, ready to move on to the next thing, you know? And it doesn't make it any easier that she's not here. But I think part of me really needed that like reassurance and validation to feel okay about like moving forward and letting go too. And um, so I just wanted to say before Ambie, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. But I, I do just want to say thank you so much to everyone in that community and also our listening community because I have also been sent such incredibly sweet messages and even some gifts by our listeners, people who I've never connected with before who just kind of came out of the woodwork and said, hey, I've been listening to you guys for forever and this really connected with me and I'm so sorry and, and just – sending so much love. So I feel like even though this has been really, really hard few days, there's also been so much love that's come out of it. So much support and so much like renewal in my faith. And, um, even my husband and I, we've gotten like so close, you know, because we have this common thing that we're going through in this very emotional way. And it's interesting because it's our anniversary tomorrow. And like, you know, this happened, been on August 4th, our anniversary is August 8th. So I'm like, wow, what an interesting thing that will always be tied to like our anniversary time. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. So that's where I am. Um, but really like where I am is, is, is just in my first ever like true loss like that. And I think I, w I think another thing that's coming to me is like, I remember because I've never had a loss like this, I've always been terrified of what it would be like when it happened. There was a part of me that I think I didn't think I was going to survive. 
Like, I really think part of me was afraid I was going to die, even though that's so Mm -hmm. irrational. But Mm -hmm. it was almost this imagery of like, it's going to overtake me and I won't be able to function, you know? Yeah. And I think I feel a lot of relief and a lot of resilience in having gone through it and and I'm still going through it. It's not over. But in having gone through the scariest part and seeing like, no, not only did I not die or not only did I not like it, did it not take over me, but a lot of beauty and a lot of gifts like came from it. And um, and so, yeah, so I'm just in, in the processing phase. And that being said, I might be saying all this and then like an hour later, I might like be like, I'm not okay. You know what I mean? Because that's pretty much how this has gone. (laughs) It's like one hour, I'm like, wow, all these great things. Well, this is great. Like, I'm doing it. And then like the next hour, it's like, I can't move, you know? Well, I want to say that I'm so sorry for your loss. I really am. Holly is such a good dog and she's so sweet. And for me, seeing her... Uh, the last time I saw her and seeing how thin she was and things like that, it was it was pretty shocking. And I think mm-hmm. that I don't have a good poker face. So mm-hmm. I think that was clear. But I know she was so happy. And you mm-hmm. are such a good dog mom. Mm-hmm. And Thank you. I, I could not imagine a better person for Holly. Thank you. So that, yeah. It's very sweet. And that was the other thing. Like I, I think every dog mom or dog parent thinks this about their pet. And I am no exception. I genuinely thought like Holly was the most special dog I've ever met. Like I really genuinely was like, no, she's special. And mm-hmm. I felt honored that I was her, that sh- she chose me on some level or that like we have this connection because I do feel like we have this connection that will go on, you know, and that, that extends beyond this lifetime. And I, I feel on the same way that you and I will say, like, I feel so cool that you're my friend, you know, you're my best Mm -hmm. friend. I feel that same way about Holly. And when I look back on her life, like I genuinely think, oh my God, like what an incredible life for a dog, not in the way that like I gave her an incredible life. Although I feel like we did give her a very good life, but what an incredible I'm so proud of her. Like she achieved, like, I know it sounds weird, but she really did achieve so much. Like she, I feel like she had a huge purpose in my life and for her lifetime of, she was really like teaching me so much about responsibility and about growing up and about love and about loving myself and compassion and companionship and how to be a mom and how to take how to put someone before myself I've never had to do that before how to actually like really genuinely um care for someone or something before me and um she brought me to my husband i mean she didn't literally bring me to my husband that i know of maybe she did on some level but like i mean my husband showed up on my doorstep so someone brought him but the point, <laughs> the point is she after i met him it wasn't like, bam, and now we're dating. It was like a slow process. And she was really the catalyst of that process. It was like, he loved dogs. He missed his dog, found out I had a dog, really loved the way that I was with her. It was kind of like a joke of like, oh, yeah, I want to hang out with Holly. Come over. You know what I mean? And Mm. um, it just kind of became like the glue between us. And I think that was also, I think part of the scary part for me of this week 
as well is like, wait, this pillar of like, not only my life, but our relationship is gone. And like, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? And what does that look like when it's gone? And how do we, how do we like balance this now, you know? And I think what's been really reaffirming is like realizing that even though she was this huge pillar of our relationship and maybe at one point that was necessary, you know, I think all the things that she's guided me through and taught me in this lifetime um, has kind of made me realize that it will never be that same balance again, but it's not throwing us out of whack. Like I have enough in me from what she taught me to kind of restabilize. And I think I just look back on her and I think of her wherever she is. And I think, man, like they must be, you know, just like applauding you, like applauding you for all the things that you came to do. Like you did them, you did them so well, you know, and, um, and I've just gotten so many messages from people that I didn't even know remembered her that were like, we grew up with her. Like, I think of her all the time. Like this breaks my heart. Like just people who she's touched that like, I didn't even think, you know? Um, so I just know like wherever she is, I just kind of see them. Like, I don't know who them is, her, her team, her guides, whatever. Um, just like, like, well done, mate. Well done. And that makes me really happy. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I just want to honor her and I just want to thank her if she's listening, um, just for, for everything she's done for me because she's done a lot and, um, that's never been more apparent than now. So, um, (sighs) yeah, I, I have her paw print right here. Might get a tattoo. I don't know. One of my favorite ways that people can support this podcast is by checking out our Patreon. Ambie, you like our Patreon, right? Nah. No, I'm kidding. I love it. I love it. One of my favorite things to do is interact with our community. And Patreon is a really good way to engage with other people that listen to the podcast and that are interested in the same things that we're interested in. Like conspiracy theories. Like conspiracy theories, like ETs, like... um, Dead People celebrities that have passed away, dead celebrities. I really love when our listeners kind of almost feel like they've like solved uh, cases. And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of detective work. Yes, it, we all feel like little Nancy Drews over there using our intuitions uh, for, I guess, for our inter- entertainment. Mm-hmm. If you're woo woo and you love pop culture, this is the place for you. So. Right now, you can get a free seven-day trial to our Patreon tier, which gives you access to all the bonus material, including celebrity spirit interviews, intuitive investigations, and we have a huge vault dating back years that you can get access to. So make sure you go and check out patreon.com slash podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast, and sign up for our free trial. I do have to tell you another story. It doesn't have okay. to do with Holly, but Ambie, I have not told Ambie this, so. Um, oh, God. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, you should be because it, it is not, not, it doesn't have to do with you, but it has to do with me. Um, so <gasps> what? Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't know if it was another bug or someone died, you know? 
Um, no. <laughs> when I told Amby before we started recording, when she gasps, I have no idea if like someone died yeah. or she just like saw a bug. <laughs> yeah. And before we recorded, it was a bug. But now yeah. I have an intuitive feeling. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me. I'm sorry. You have go an ahead. intuitive feeling. Okay. All right. I, well, I'm interested. So I don't think it's so, right, but keep going. Okay. So I, this goes into, you know how you always tell me that you want to live in my world because it's so safe and like beautiful, happy, happy yes. calm, everything's good, right? Yes. So it, this just really shows you how, man, when something happens to me where I'm not in that state, which is okay, like you don't always have to be in that state, you know, I was really sad. I was like really felt unstable. Yeah. I, well, I felt like, whoa, things are shaking. How do I stabilize, right? So I'm in a like vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to pick up my parents from the vacation that I didn't get to have. So I go to the airport, drive them back. And so they drop me off, you know, at the front of my building, right? And so I, uh, I'm just kind of in my own world when I like come into my building and I'm like at the elevator to go up to my unit. And also for those of you who don't know, like I live in the city. I absolutely love my building. I feel so safe there. Besides my neighbor being, well. Unstable. Unstable at times. Yes. Thank you. And unsafe at times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but otherwise I'm obsessed with my building. I love living there and never had a problem. Right. So anyway, I am at the elevators and you have to like swipe to be able to get into the elevator. So as I'm standing there waiting, I do kind of see out of the corner of my eye, there's like, there's two entrances in my building, a front and a back. The front, if you come in, you're going through the lobby, you have to see the front desk person and sign in, yada, yada. The back is like where the parking is. So like we have a an automatic parking gate, right? So like when you're, you're driving into the parking lot, you open the gate, the gate opens and like you drive into the lot and then there's a couple more doors you have to get through to get into the building. You have to swipe you, your car to get into the building and you also have to, it's like a garage door opener. You have to open the gate yeah. with a little button on your car. Go ahead. But, but that being said, once that gate's open, I mean- We're in the city. Anybody can really come in. Right. So I'm standing at the elevator and out of the corner of my eye, I see a guy standing outside the like last door you have to get through with your swipe to get in. But he's just standing there. But I'm not paying attention. I just clock this out of the corner of my eye. Then out of the corner of my eye, well, again, I'm waiting for the elevator to come. I see this other guy come behind him who I think I recognize from our building. He's carrying like a laundry basket and he eventually ends up swiping because he's trying to come in because he has laundry, right? Again, I don't know how I registered all that, but I it was in the back of my corner of my eye. So the elevator comes. I get in. Again, I'm in a very sad, like, dazed state. So I'm just, like, depressingly, like, poking my number, my floor I live on. And and you know what? I'm not going to say the floor I live on. But um, <laughs> I'm poking the number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... um. So then that guy comes, the, the, the first guy, the guy who had been waiting at the door comes and gets in the elevator. And I'm like, oh, like what floor are you going to? He's standing behind me now. And he just looks around me and looks at like the lit up board and looks at the number that I'd pushed. And he goes, that one. Oh, huh. And I'm like, I hate everything okay. happening. Already. Go ahead. Oh, so 
as we go up, it's just me and him, and I'm starting to get the queasy feeling in my stomach that there's like a lot of weird energy in this elevator. Something is wrong. This is off. But I don't know. I just, whatever. So when the doors open, I'm like, okay, he's going to get out first. I'm going to get out behind him. I'm going to see where he goes. So he gets out first. And as I'm walking out behind him, he just slows way, way, way down. So like now we're walking side by side and I'm kind of headed my direction of my unit and something in me just took over and turned around and goes, do you, cause he's looking lost. And I'm like, did you have a unit number? And he's like, huh? And I was like, a unit, like a unit that you're going to? He's like, no. And I'm like, and we're now like a few steps from my door. And he's just right behind me, following me. My husband's home, but i he's definitely like deep in the apartment, TV on, son's with him. And now we're outside the door and he's standing right behind me at my door. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, here we, here we go. And right at that moment, that guy who had the, um, the laundry, Mm-hmm. That I said, who I had, I was like, I reckon he definitely lives here, but I don't know him, know him, but I, I, I've seen him a couple times. He had followed us up because he obviously felt like something was wrong. And he pokes, he like comes from where the elevator was and like is holding his laundry and pokes his head around the side and is staring at me and staring at him. Now the guy's facing me and the guy's back is to him. And I don't know what, again, I don't know what came over me, but it was like an automatic reaction to be like, Hey, what's up? And the second I did that, this guy turned on his heel and ran like the other direction. And so I call. So I go into my apartment. I call the front desk. I'm like, there is a guy. And they're like, oh, yeah, we see him. We see him. He's like going out to the parking lot. So then um, one of the the building guys like went out to the parking lot because now he's he's like inside the parking lot. He went out to the parking lot and was like grabbed him and was like escorting him out. He's like, how did you get in here? He's like, oh, I just came through the gate. And it was just this moment of that was at my front door. Like somebody was that there was nothing good was going to happen. Nothing good. Yeah. I don't know what was going to happen, but it was a number one, like a wake up call of um, when you feel vulnerable, like when you feel safe, damn, you feel safe. When you feel vulnerable, damn, like you really feel vulnerable because I don't often feel this way that I'm feeling right now. And that is what was manifested like instantly, right? But the the other thing was, but the recognition of you felt that immediately in your stomach when we were in the yeah. elevator, you felt it, you knew it, it, you were questioning it because you wanted to give the benefit of the doubt. Mm. But but you don't need to question and you don't need to give the benefit of the doubt. You know the feeling now. You've been reminded. Never second guess that feeling. Never second yep. guess that. And I think I'm getting like chills right now because I think it was another moment where I was so grateful for intuition and for the ability to develop and amplify and learn to trust that intuition because otherwise I, this would have fucked me up. Like it it kind of did for the rest of the day uh, as I think it's okay that it did. Um, But what I mean is I think this would have, I would have 
I would have not been able to move forward because all I would have been focused on is I'm a target. Anything could happen. Anything could happen to me. Anything could happen to my baby. What? How are we going to stop? There's no way. How can I stop this? I can't really stop this. And, um, and what I came back to was like, no, what I can do is I can listen the first time I feel that get off the elevator. I could just call the police, you know, whatever. Um, and the other thing is I came up, I came up with a strategy to, um, basically I'm like proposing to the board that we put signs all around our building all over that like you're being filmed, you're being filmed, you're being filmed, you're being filmed, you're being filmed because we do have cameras in there. Um, and we just don't advertise it as such. Like we don't put that everywhere. And I think we need to, because I think people need to know if you come in here, if you dare to like trespass, basically you're going to be filmed the entire time. So like, there's nothing you're going to be doing and getting away with because we have you on camera. So did this guy uh, see which apartment you're in? I don't, I mean, I didn't put my key in the door, but I stopped like where we were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, it might not be a terrible idea to like carry pepper spray with you or something like that. Oh yeah. I have like an electric, like shocker that you like hold in your hand that I, it's like goes on your keychain. Oh, nice. I don't think I'd be the best with pepper spray. I feel like I would just like not spray correctly. I don't know. Well, I mean, it depends. Honestly, pepper spray works like because you can get further away than a taser gun. But uh, yeah, you're going to get pepper sprayed if you pepper spray somebody else. You're going to get it, but it will disturb the situation enough to where you could run away. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when I took a lot of self-defense classes Basically, you are not trying to beat the attacker. You're trying to run away. Get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So especially our size. So um, I carry a lot of weapons on me at any given time. Yeah. And like, sometimes I get in modes where I'm so angry or like frustrated that I'm like, I fucking want someone to come up to me so I can tase you. Like, bet, let's try this. Let's see if this fucking taser gun works today. I'm kidding. God, I hope that never happens actually. But yeah, I, it makes me, and I know that like, we are very different people. You feel safe 99% of the time. And I don't, I, I do walk around feeling like a target and it makes me feel a little bit safer. Because if they can see that I have, like, they can see me carry in my hand pepper spray. You don't know mm-hmm. where my taser gun is. But you are less likely to come up to me and fuck with me if you see that I have a mm-hmm. weapon in my hand. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I think I'm, like, sad, I guess, that, like, again, this is what we have to do. <laughs> but, like. 100%. I think it's because I called my my mom friend who lives in the building and, you know, she immediately was like, my God. And, you know, we were talking about it. But that is, you know what? Oh, my God. Is what I just realized was, (laughs) why are women so intuitive? Hmm. Why would we need the 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 power of being so intuitive? intuitive. Because, yeah, because like, yeah, because we have been so so long. Exactly. Targets endangered for so long. And so you have that for the women's intuition. You have that for a reason. Like, listen to it, trust it, use it. And that's why gaslighting is such a um, 
It's like a, it's a, should be a crime (laughs) because you're literally taking someone away from their own intuition. You know what I mean? You're literally, you're, you're literally saying, Hey, this natural born defense that was, that's built into you. That's like really like one of the only things you have. Let me just dismantle that for you. Okay. Now go out into the world. Like, so, you know, it just, I, I, I've just had, I've had a few days that were vulnerable and disturbing but also just an opportunity to reflect on the incredible power and gift of intuition. Um, And, you know, also the fact that like life isn't guaranteed. And I I don't want to sound on this on like a morbid note. And I I don't even know if it is morbid, but it's just, yeah, I think, I, I think one of the things about Holly and I know we're, few minutes away but and one of the things about holly's death i guess or transition is like i think what keeps bringing me back is like wait she's never coming back though like never because it kind of just feels like i'm not going to see her for a long time but like you mean like yeah. never yeah um yeah so I'm i don't so know sorry. yeah thank you thank you it's just um <sighs> i don't even know yeah death and grief really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't, it can't make sense to the mind. It, if I feel like for a long time, it just, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, because when I got back from the thing, we had been laying in our bed with her all day and just cuddling her. And then I got back and all I kept saying was like, but she was just right here. Like yeah. she was just right here. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense that she's not here. She was just right here. Yeah. How how can something so strongly exist and then suddenly not exist at all? Yeah, sense. that's very strange. Yeah. That's so strange. anyway, thank you everyone for listening and just for your love and support and Ambi for letting me tell these two very different um, stories today. I have a question. I know yeah. that you might not do this, but does anyone listening do this? When you're in a room with someone, do you ever scan the room for things you could use as weapons? Anyone yeah, all else? the time. Is that just me? That's you? Well, okay. I don't scan for weapons. I scan for escape routes. I scan for escape routes, but I'm also like, okay, well, if this person gets crazy on me, like, and I don't mean crazy and I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. If this person attacks me, I could take that, like, fan and hit them over the head also in my head i'm like a ninja and that's completely unrealistic so. you're like in one of those movies where like yeah, you like suddenly I'm turn into like a badass in my head yeah yeah you I, suddenly I, turn into charlie's angels like like the drew barrymore version where yeah. he was like yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think the best. Smile. I, I can't touch my toes in real life. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if people know, Ambi. When we started this podcast, I didn't think I was intuitive. Tell me more about that. Well, you kept telling me you're intuitive, you're intuitive. And I kept saying, no, I'm not as intuitive as you. I could never do what you do. I could mm-hmm. never talk to a spirit or I could never feel into something that's going on. Or I'm just making it all up. A lot of people yeah. say that. Oh, I've taught almost 
100 people. And I hear that a lot from people. Oh, I'm not as intuitive as this person. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, it's just my imagination. What if I'm wrong? If you didn't know, your intuition is not something you're either born with or not. It's a muscle that you can build, that can be developed. You just have to use it and you have to prex exercise. You have to practice. You have to exercise. And that's why we have created Superbloom, an intuitive development community that includes a 12-module course that you can do at your own pace, as well as weekly coaching on Zoom with us and your peers that you can join at leisure, and the opportunity to practice with the other members of the community and build strong bonds and safe spaces so that you feel safe to really explore this part of you that you've always had, you just might not be so familiar with it. And that's the best part of Superbloom is being in a community with other people that are in the same area of their spiritual journey as you are, and you're figuring it out together. And Alexa and I are the little flashlights that are showing you the way. Ambie and I created Superbloom knowing that our community is full of intuitives that might be downplaying their abilities, that might believe that they can't do this, just like me. I didn't think I could, and now I'm doing readings for lots of people every week, and I love it, and it's made my life so full. So if you're interested in joining Superbloom, we offer class equitable sliding scale pricing. What does that mean? That means that you get to pay a price that is appropriate for your current lifestyle. We don't ask any questions. We ask you to put yourself in a certain tier depending on your life circumstances, and you can pay the price that applies most to you because we want to create an inclusive and diverse community full of people at all different stages of life who are coming together with the common goal of developing their intuition and building that community. So if you're interested in joining, you can go to innerbloompodcast.com slash superbloom, and that will give you access to the different scales we offer, the different pricing tiers we have, everything that's included when you sign up for Superbloom. And I absolutely love the ability to blow people's minds and let them know that they are intuitive, they are not crazy, and that they absolutely can tap into their own magic in this life. We can't wait to watch you realize how magical and powerful you are in Superbloom. See you there. Well, maybe though, like, you know, those stories of moms like picking cars up off their kids, like maybe in that moment you would just go into some other mode, you know? I would really love to think that I would, but I've been in a situation that I am not ready to talk about many years ago where my adrenaline spiked really high. Like I lost one of my kids for, we had to call an Amber Alert. It was a big deal. Anyway, and my adrenaline spiked so high, my response was to throw up like it was there was no badassery whatsoever well but there I wasn't just threw up a bunch yeah but there wasn't like someone attacking you it doesn't sound like you what were you gonna do well I mean no I mean one of the things I did do was I blocked the exit to the park and was making people open their cars and check their cars to see if okay. my kid was in there which is kind That's of crazy. badassery kind of badass um I only yeah. did it to, but either way so just you you did find your kid 
Yes, I have all children accounted for. Um, yes, good. we found them. It's my middle child. It's a long story. I need lots of therapy for that story to be able to share it because I can't share it still. So, <laughs> okay, no worries, no worries. Um, well, thanks guys for listening. Um, did we want to talk about our upcoming retreat? Yes, yes. So um, we're doing a retreat in October, October 13th, which is a Friday the 13th, which is the Divine Feminine Day. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is all about coming back into your self-empowerment. This is all about um, coming back to yourself, connecting with your higher self, connecting with the best version of you or the highest version of you. And One of the reasons that I personally really wanted to focus on this for the retreat is that I've been feeling blocked lately with energy. And a lot of listeners have reached out to me and asked me those questions too. How do I get unblocked? How do I, I've been feeling blocked, et cetera. And so I feel like a lot of us have felt this way lately. And the answer is different for each of us. It's just depending upon our intuition and what we feel guided to do. And that is one of the reasons why I personally wanted to have this theme so we could each connect with our guides, each connect with our higher selves on a very personal, very spiritual, very deep level. So that way we can help ourselves and each other unblock or move out of this stagnant energy together. And obviously we're going to be doing other activities as well. We're going to... Um, one of my favorite places, which is, um, the fairy plantation. It is, um, her name is Elizabeth Sherwood. She was the only person tried and convicted of witchcraft in the state of Virginia, or she, excuse me, she was the last person tried and convicted of witchcraft in the state of Virginia during the Salem witch trial era. Um, She wasn't actually a witch. That's a long story, but we're going to where she was convicted and held captive for a while. It's a beautiful home. It's not scary. It's really pretty. The story about her is beautiful. Um, We're also going to be doing a lot of activities about self-empowerment. And Grace Sherwood just really embodies that. And that's why that is going to be a part of the retreat as well. Anything Mm. that I left out. I left out a lot of stuff, actually, but continue on yeah I think no I think what you said is awesome and I think um one thing I wanted to say about like being your highest self or being your best self I heard recently something I love which is like be your favorite to get to be your favorite self is Mm, is you know I think because I think in the spiritual community we've talked so much about it's kind of all of this hierarchy stuff of like best higher like constantly getting better and better. And and you do want your life to get better, you know, and better and better and evolve and expand. And that's great. But I think um, maybe like one of the one of the ways that we can talk about kind of more fully coming into who you are and gaining clarity and expressing yourself is to connect with your favorite self and get to be your favorite self. So I think um, that's definitely something we're going to be doing. And also, um, a huge part of our retreats is fun. You know, it's having fun. It's being like little girls at a sleepover kind of energy. Mm-hmm. It's connecting with community and making new lifelong friends. I mean, that's happened at our retreats countless, every single time people connect yeah. and they're still friends to this day and they still see each other to this day. And sometimes they even start businesses together. It's like, 
if you feel like you are alone community-wise, I beg you, I urge you, come to a retreat. Put yourself outside of your comfort zone and just trust. If you feel that little tap on your shoulder, that that's that's your guides being like, it's you. That, that that's what, This is what we're nudging you to do, whether it's this retreat or another retreat. But the point is, if you can push yourself to go into a new environment in our retreats, can pretty much guarantee you that you are going to connect with at least someone there in a very deep way. But I mean, at our last retreat, the whole group was so connected, like we're, we're about to do another retreat just with that group. Um, so that is a big part of it. Um, and also reclaiming this, this day, this Friday the 13th, which has been, you know, like demonized by the patriarchy. <laughs> um, we're, really going to be reclaiming this day and and making this about what it always was, which is like the day of the goddess, the day of um, the divine beauty. And we're going to be doing this all at a beach house. It's going to be beautiful. So um, we hope that you will join us. Uh, go to our website, innerbloompodcast.com. The investment is uh, $2,500 if you want to pay in three-month installments or $2,300 if you pay in full, which gives you a $200 discount. And what you get with this is our Super Bloom course and community for free. That includes a 12-module course to develop your intuition, weekly coaching on Zoom with us as long as you need it, and a private Facebook community where you can, like we were saying, um, you know, connect with others, practice your intuition, and it's just, it's a really great deal. So um, we are really excited to see who we connect with in October. We love you all so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.